podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Right, good evening. Welcome along to the winners and losers this evening. Um, I think we are approximately five minutes late, uh, just yeah. like the PGO MOL are with all the decisions and transparency that sits in the moment. Uh, I, of course, am your host, uh, Philip Casey. Um, I've rarely ever given it a second name, but I will tonight in the main terms of what it is, in case people want to find out who I am in real life. And if you do, I'm not interested in talking to any of us. Um, after that, but joining me um, up on the, the side, I was trying a bit of a different layout because Gav's not around to look after what's going on. I've got Pete and I've got Ray. Dicko um, to discuss all the comings and goings over the weekend. Not much really happened, so I don't know what we're really going to, to discuss tonight because it's been a fairly quiet, uneventful weekend. Uh, pretty straightforward in terms of the games and, and, and stuff that went on. Everyone kept their head down and just normal stuff happened and nothing was, was strange at all. Um, Pete's been a while. How, how are we keeping, buddy? Yeah, been good, been good, been uh, been busy, so but been keeping up, um, been keeping up with and listening in to uh, some of the some of the the replays so yeah it's good good to see you know and i, I managed to catch up with the t- the 10 year the 10 year episode was absolutely brilliant so yeah yeah going to get back in yeah i don't like most of them so yeah it was great allegedly but like do you know what i mean it, it, it can't be helped ray dicko it's great to have you back i haven't seen you in ages buddy well <laughs> yeah well not on camera anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Go on, how are you all getting good. on all good um Still fuming though, in fairness, but I'm sure we'll get we'll be able to sort of try and uh, yeah, try and get over it another day removed from it, but we'll see, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and, and somebody asked Grace there straight away, just sort of uh, in terms of what it is. Pete there, Pete Aaron Carter class. So fair play to you for your 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 your, your two episode cameo where you got to murder someone. Uh, that's pretty impressive. But we haven't said to you, well done, well done. Your acting was was definitely. I'll give you seven out of ten. I think you can improve. Right, and, um, just playing. I was just playing a bloke from Grim. No, you know? I, I, I think <laughs> I, I think it could potentially just improve a wee bit. I'll, I'll give you some pointers off off screen in terms of what could really work really well. Um, and uh, Ray, I, I'll give you tips on how to get into the acting if you want. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I will say one thing though. If uh, given that we had this discussion more or less all yesterday afternoon, we were watching the the, the American football. Um, I've I've tuned out in a while. You can just remind me what you said, and it'd be grand. I can keep going in terms of what it is. Uh, right. So with that, um, what's the only thing I want to kick off with? No, we've got everyone in the chat. It's great to see us all. I've seen some new names and old names. I see. Is that is that meant to be Paddy Lawson? It says Whack Lawson Lawson. That has to be. Has to be. How are you, Paddy? How's it going? It's good to see him in there. It could if it could be anyone. Any no, of the Lawsons. <laughs> there's only about, about hundred and five young fellas in that family, so there's like there's anything what's going on, right? So lads, winners and losers, we know the form, we know the format. We know what's going on. Just remember, we will have our quick fire winners and losers at the end. Um, I am just for everyone that's watching. I'm I'm, I'm in a deep depression after that weekend uh, between what happened on Saturday and then. As a Bears fan, I'm just I'm, I'm devastated still. I'm actually more as as Ray knows. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm broken at this stage. Sport and me is just it 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 all. I just want to wrap it all up and throw it in in, in the bin. So um, so yeah. So entertain me. 
Exactly. So, Pete, um, let's kick it off, right? We could go with the obvious thing, but I won't, right? Rory Fitzgerald, who's my American football team? Unfortunately, Rory, I am a Bears fan, which basically means that I'm the the American equivalent of an Everton fan, right? So whatever will go wrong, will. Um, no matter who we sign, we're going to end up being garbage for most of the time. And every once every 10 years, something happens that we get a wee bit excited for and then ultimately fall flat in our faces. Um, so it's great. It's because I can feel uh, the pain that all the Evertonians fan feel. And especially they felt great after the weekend as well. So uh, we, we'll come on to that later on. So I'm going to start off with Pete, your winner. Um, who is it? What is it? Why? It was a little bit, was a little bit tongue in cheek actually uh, with this one. <laughs> um, it was Ange Costa Coglu. Um, for nice the pronunciation for two reasons really. If you're being serious about it, I mean they seem to be seem to be going on sports like I mean Arsenal absolutely flying and you know they matched them for stride for stride. Um, but I mean Ange for me sat there in that chair and turned around in an age when you've got VAR, you've got cameras everywhere, you've got goal line technology, you've got the whole lot, and said, and I quote. Um, we've got to accept that mistakes are part and parcel of the sport. And I just think it kind of sums it all up, really. It sums up the willful ignorance, um, that stuff we're going to talk about later. But it sums up, I mean, somebody made a point earlier on that every every team in the Premier League will go through this in every week there'll be uh, cries of incompetence but Liverpool are one of the only clubs that will stand up and actually try to do something about it and when they do everybody just piles on against Liverpool it's it's insanity instead of instead of saying was well, Liverpool have a bit of pull and they actually seem to have the cheek you know to to stand up and demand a little bit of shall we say accountability instead of saying yeah because this this is happening too much, they just pile on Liverpool and engage in in, in rounds of what about you? It's 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 sado masochism to be quite honest. It's it's incre- It's it's just incredible logic. But um, for me, my winner is how, and I tell you why, how Ange could sit there with a straight face and actually deliver that line, having gotten three points that you know, I mean, barely scraping three points against nine men. I mean, you look at the three big performances. When I say poor performance, Everton, you know, humbled at home, you know, by Luton. Manchester United beaten at home uh, by Crystal Palace. And Manchester City beaten by Wolves. I mean, two of those sides, probably three, were poor. Liverpool, with nine men, were excellent and felt ripped off. But the only side that felt and were ripped off, there's, as, as Sean always says, there's levels to this game. And for the, we're the only top side to walk away from a game absolutely gutted to not get something out of it with nine men. It goes to show you how how I think how Klopp has, you know, really turned this around. It's really, really interesting how good we are. That it's it's not just the opposing fans that are against us. It's everything. And it's great. I'm loving it. Good about the result. Um, winner Ange Postel for having the cheek to say what he had to say with a straight face. Um, but I'm to be honest with you, I'm buzzing about the performance. I thought we were we were excellent. But the less men we went down to, the better we played. Right. Thoughts on Ange being the the winner of the week? Yeah, I mean, as if. I mean, he's. I mean, I think Spurs have. You know, they haven't blown anyone sort of away. Really, I, I I'm not overly impressed with them. They've scraped like two home wins. You know, against Sheffield United and ourselves. You know, took us going down to nine men for them to really kind of, 
you know, even look half threatening. I mean, we were the better team there. Ten men, we were by far the better team, and you know, they 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 didn't seem to have any ideas as to how to how to sort of enforce themselves on the game. Um, and we were always looking dangerous. Um, and even with nine men, we looked relatively comfortable in terms of holding out for a point. It wasn't, you know, I mean, I've seen us in worse positions with 11 men on the pitch, to be honest with you, sort of hanging on for three points or points or what in the past. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not sold by him at all. I mean, obviously, there's, there's a sort of a, a bit of a, revolution of of thought of, of sorts because of you've got Harry Kane who's gone and you've the new manager and he, he's trying to instill a different way about them and 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 obviously one of the big things obviously changing their mentality so like for them to get two late winners in 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 one sense is kind of I suppose proven a point for them it, but but no I mean look for them to come out with that as Pete says like it it, it defies belief I mean you know yeah, your team has benefited from a decision, but let, let, let's call it out. There's, there's nothing stronger than calling out the bullshit and calling out the the the, the ineptness of officials than when you've won a game. Like that's when you kind of that's when you're in a in a in a far more credible position than any, and you should be calling it as you see it. You know, it, it's a monumental error. You, if you flipped it the other way around, you know, you'd be absolutely fuming yourself so um it, it was just so disingenuous and you know it, it's only going to be a matter of weeks before he's on the end of maybe not a var mistake like that because i think that's kind of almost a one-off but he'll be on the end of something just as just as bad um and probably will cost him points so i just don't understand the mentality of it from him. so can I, I just let me take this at face value right they're sitting second in the league. Um, they've played United and Arsenal and ourselves. Yeah, they haven't. They haven't lost any of the, in the, any of those games, right? Um, he sports were a shit show with Conte when he when he finished up at the end of last season and whenever he finished up and they had some random managing them for a bit and, and and things like that. It's hard not to actually if you take it at face value and park the events that led to them winning the game at the weekend. Not to actually say, well, actually, this forced stage or these forced seven games of the season, which is the fifth of the season, or just under the fifth of the season, um, they are the winners, and he should rightfully should be seen as the winners of the week because he's only a point off Manchester City with a, with a team that has has transitioned a lot of players out. Um, they've changed and reshaped the squad massively since he got in, and haven't spent an awful lot of money to do it. So, um, I like. You know, the I'm, points I'm, I'm just... are imp- yeah. The points hall is impressive, but I, there's just there's something, yeah. It 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 feels a bit sort of built on sand in some respects. I I I think I think that these kind of results and whatnot will kind of level off a little bit over the next few weeks. And I say they got mm. out of jail against Sheffield United, hundred percent. Oh, listen, both the, the Sheffield United game and ourselves, they've relied on sending offs to be able to, to pull a result out of the bag, right? Um, and I can see people getting annoyed in it, but Pete called him the winner of the week. So I have to put the the the, the con the contrary to it. He is the media darling. The the London based media are going to absolutely lap him up because he's a straight talker and he a perceived straight talker and he is man of the people. Um, 
bit like Klopp when he first arrived, which was which was the the approach that was taken until things go wrong, and it'll be interesting to see how they manage him and how they manage that when it does happen in terms of what's there. Um, and like I think inevitably, I, I know Ray, your loser of the week is <laughs> Howard Webb. Well, <laughs> and because I, th- I think this lends itself naturally to bring in the full discussion of what we really need to get into. Um, and it's about corruption and it's about embedded corruption and it's about um, having corrupt people take over organizations. It's about having people who have been proved incapable at the highest level of being a top um, performer and who's been pl- clearly handed a job for the boys in terms of what what it is. It's about having incompetent people from day one manage technology that they aren't qualified to do. It's about creating subjectivity in decisions that don't require subjectivity because that's what the technology was there to remove. And it's about context. It's about continuing conflicting messages that have come out from this body that's self-appointed to be what's there. It's about um, the ingrained belief that the institution can't be wrong and uh, in, in that all the other institutions have to come to their uh, help. It's the fact that they're able to utilize broadcasters and the media to push this respect dialogue towards people who don't deserve respect because they are deeply incompetent and they are deeply incapable of doing the job that they're they're there to do. Um, And ultimately, it's looking at a guy who has known biases, who who was not fit to be a referee when he was in the job, and asking yourself, how can a guy who wasn't who's 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 who everything about him was lacking transparency, has no um love from most clubs outside of Manchester clubs, which is which is bizarre. Um how can he be appointed to this organization? And surely at this point in time, the clubs themselves should be able to because we we people forget this the Premier League is a separate body to the Football Association in England, right? It utilises the Football Association's tools and and it's under their jurisdiction, but it's a private enterprise and a private body in itself and it represents the top end of of the English league spectrum. Um, But if they want to change in the morning, they would decide, no, we don't want these referees anymore. We want their own body. We We want the Premier League, we want the Premier League officials, right? We just, we'll go out and we'll, we'll recruit the best. If you go to the guys in, in Saudi Arabia and say, listen, I know you, you look after Newcastle and you can do whatever you, what you want. And sure, we'll, we'll end up just taking your money anyway. It's a bit like the government wants to take all the, the money from, um, the, from Eddie had and said, and we'll bury the, the Manchester City, uh, um, charges that are there. But look, will you go out and just sign all the best referees in the world? Cause that's who we want to referee the best league in the world. It's in your interest to do it. And they will. And ultimately, ultimately, as and I think Glenn Parsons is saying, yeah, this, this, there is this piece. This is where I go back to about the idea of transparency and independence, right? So whether it's liked or not liked, right? Whether it's liked or not liked, Howard Webb has a history as a South Yorkshire police officer. Mm-hmm. He has a history with Liverpool previously. Mm. It, Ask any Liverpool fan that like the happiest day I was. I remember that when, and you rarely hear about. I was delighted when I heard that he was retiring as referee. I was like, we don't have to deal with this anymore. This is a guy who thought he was bigger than the game in terms of what was going on. So to be totally honest with you, how he can be put in a position of 
ultimate leadership within the PGMOL and the standards to go from atrocious, which was last season, to absolute shit show, right? Now, and it is. This season has been the worst I've ever seen. The worst I have ever seen reft in any top league in, in the world. It's it's not surprising. So apology for hijacking your um <laughs> your your choice, Ray. Uh, but I've I've been sitting on this rant for about <laughs> about forty eight hours at this stage, and I, I just had to let it out because there's still a way more to go on this. And I think we should dive into into everything that's going on because you know the, the club have asked for the for the audio tonight. Do you trust them? Whatever audio they got, should you record it at any stage? Unless there's video yeah. footage of them doing it. Well, I made—I mean, I made—I made a comment fairly um, quickly after when when I seen that that whole kind of you know reference back to um, Simon Hooper sort of freezing a little bit and and half putting the whistle to his mouth in that kind of period just after the restart. And I put a comment on Twitter which said it'd be you know be interesting to hear the audio before before anyone even got onto that sort of thing and I, I my immediate thought was does it even exist anymore because like this all kind of has stunk really of of sort of cover up now you can sort of you know, you can go whichever end of the spectrum you want you can go to the corruption end or you could just go to the sort of incompetence end or somewhere in the middle but um it 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 feels like they are trying to cover the actual truth from an early stage and it's like the audio i suppose will be very interesting if it doesn't if it does come out if it doesn't come out it'll tell even more of a story won't it let's face it i mean it 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 should be available um they should be they should have that just for their own internal review processes uh, really if there's any kind of you know, sort of checks and balances and, and quality control and learning from game to game, um, which you would hope to in a professional organisation. But um, if it doesn't come out, then, then you know, there's a whole host of new questions that come out. Howard Webb is the loser of the week. I think, you know, um, you know we have Mike Riley and then it, it transitions to, to Howard Webb and, and, and clearly he would, he would, you know, he would not want this kind of high-profile scenario out there, which obviously puts him kind of firmly in the frame and on, on the back foot for having to kind of respond to this type of stuff. Um, and it and obviously the, the second can of worms that opens was, you know, the whole kind of side gigs that are going on. You know, it's brought that to everyone's attention. You know, officials going out in Saudi, going out, sorry, not to, to the UAE, doing games 48 hours before they're then coming back to do games um, in the Premier League. Um, you know, if they're taking that, those lucrative games, then they'll just, you know, surely they have to sit out, uh, you know, a game. Um, it's just one of those things. If you, want, you know, they, they can't have the cake and eat it sort of thing. Um, and that's just, that's just really brought an even sort of, worst dimension and worst look to it for, from Howard's web perspective because not only does he have to justify the, the shit show at the weekend he has to justify the circumstances leading up to it now so um he was um he, you know he was he was a horrible referee in general um his attitude stunk when he was on the pitch you could see it as you know his ego was there for, for everyone to see 
uh, and just allowing him and knowing then how that will influence and sort of percolate down to the to the sort of the boys club that exists i mean it's to me it's the worst thing possible really to have a character like that in charge i mean his his demeanor as uh, a policeman on the pitch came out over loud and clear you know and it's that you know it's re it's reinstilling that kind of authoritarian kind of you know you say anything we see Jota now potentially facing charges and all this sort of stuff like you can't say anything to these fellas you know and and like in any walk of life surely a, a mistake especially one that big needs to be questioned but you, you can't question any anything because the, the you know there's ramifications and and you just end up in a far worse position so so look Howard Webb he's loser of the week for me because he doesn't want to be in this spotlight he wants his little merry bandwagon to roll on uh, with the minimum amount of fuss all these little side gigs that he's signing off on everyone feathering their own nest everyone having their own little jollies left right and center um he's gonna have to potentially pull on pull back on that now over the next few weeks just to save a bit of face peace Where you gotta going? ask you gotta ask yourself phil i think i agree with everything you said at the beginning and you and i are off and pipe on this you have got to ask yourself if it's incompetence or if it's part of the plan to be honest with you i mean we all grew up watching a ridiculous wwe wrestling but the attention that it got because would say i don't know jimmy hart martha the south would run out and somebody would smack him with a chair all the wrong things that happened in that sport are the things that are talked about today and there's, there's a there's huge part of me that thinks nobody humanly could be that incompetent or that tired or lacking in that type of expertise using that type of technology nobody and then you've got to ask yourself i mean everybody these guys are human you know, what what i know what we noticed last year about uh robertson and klopp is not only did they confront the officials they actually made the officials look human they got a human reaction out of one of the officials and as you know one of the forced the first real markers of authoritarianism is it doesn't want to appear human and i think that really hurt them to be honest with you didn't they they stooped in their minds they stooped to a level down to uh, down to andy robertson's level and they have never forgiven him or us for that and klopp has often in the way he is you know he's so clever in the way he questions things He's, he clever. questions it so nakedly um, I mean, it's not like Neil Warnock going on and having a rant and, you know, losing his mind. Klopp actually addresses things, strips them naked, and then hits people hard. And authoritarian-minded people don't like that. And it's no coincidence that Harold Webb has the, the career background that he is. He's used to saying, this is what we're going to do. This is our decision. And now we're all going to circle our wagons. And I think if I'm being honest with you, we are. And it's not a conspiracy theory. It's just obvious. To anyone with eyes that once you question when you question authority for example like what happens here in barcelona guys young punk guys set fire to cars they might be right but the fact that they've gone about it in the wrong way negates their argument however when you're intelligent and gathered like someone like klopp and you when you confront someone with a question calmly several times i mean you only have to look at klopp klopp asks the question maybe five times a season where, how long are we going to continue to overload these players? 
and then he's destroyed for it. And then five or six managers follow suit and they're all lauded because they're visionary. We need to take the it's the, the agenda the agenda is clear for some reason. They have dropped down to our human level, and they always do. They react to us, and I think we're paying a very steep price. And listen, you cannot tell me that that what happened at the weekend was a mistake. It just wasn't. It just wasn't. It's a. It ticks the box for entertainment. The the Premier League and the PGMOL walk hand in hand. I'm sure there's a nod in the wink. Listen, don't worry about your performance. If something crazy happens. Sure, it's great television, and everybody will talk about it, to be honest with you. And the revenues just keep coming and coming. The problem is there's no real accountability. Phil, you made a point 10 minutes ago when you said that mediocrity continues to be rewarded, and that's the central point. Players are hammered, hammered for mistakes. Virgil van Dijk was sent off the other week, quite rightly so, uh, for time in a challenge. Uh, something and but he he made the mistake of talking back and he was given an extra game for it. There is still no accountability for any type of not even error or you know you've got yourself the two linesmen three or four guys in the studio in Stockley Park you've got the eyes of the world you've got a screen where you can go but there is absolutely no excuse for these errors therefore therefore these guys this is not you know. Clive Thomas, 1973, George Courtney, 1984. This is 2023, all the technology and time that you've got in the world to blow your whistle. Everything stops. I need to look at this. There is no excuse for incompetence anymore. This is by design. It's for entertainment value because there's no accountability. Because the minute, Phil, that you hold somebody accountable for a mistake, somebody from inside will blow the whistle and say, guys, that was the plan. And I'm getting punished for it. There's absolutely no doubt about that. I mean, the, the, the thing, I mean, obviously a lot of people have noticed it and put comments about Simon Hooper being the fourth official tonight. I mean, that that is a display of defiance, really. That's a display that they don't really hold Simon Hooper accountable for the events on, on, on Saturday. They're obviously going to more likely uh, pin it on Darren England, but they're, they're, they're not going to sort of, have two fellas kind of you know tarred with the same brush here so th that that to me says that there's going to be no sort of not, nothing that 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 will kind of uh come simon hooper's way in terms of you know missing games or anything like that he you know he, he had a smile on his face tonight joking with players as they were coming on as subs and things like like that so look he's he's on to next week he, i'm sure he's already got a game allocated and you'll see him you know, strutting the stuff on match of the day next week. So there, there, there you go. Just, you know, just goes to show you. So I, I'm not I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Um, I'm past the age where you should actually be a conspiracy theorist. And if you're a conspiracy theorist at my age, then you, you, you need help. Um, but for me, again, it, it boils to, down to, I call it, in this instance, it's not conspiracy, it's bias, right? There's, there's a sense that, um, that this team always seemed to be I, I hate saying it right but the refs have bought into this idea of always the victims right there's no other way around it it's it's a, it's a terrible thing to say um, and they feel with the way Klopp has, has talked and spent and, and talked out about these things that they're showing them that this is on them it's nobody else's fault and that bias exists in the decisions. And it, it comes down to all the decisions we've seen this season. You've got 
the Van Dyke piece where he's reported for mouthing back to it and he gets banned and he gets extra time off and, and, and all that type of stuff. Yet the, the Spurs team are, are waving imaginary yellow cards. You've got Jordan Pickford screaming abuse at the referees and the linesman on camera, live, at a game, and you are not uh, nothing happens out of it. Um, you've got crazy decisions that are going on in so many matches, and like I, I don't even want to focus just on Liverpool. Like it's just the example that went went on because it's such a big change. But this is going back years. This is going back before even VAR existed. Think about the goals that were ruled out for us before they brought VAR in against Manchester City, and I think our forced attempt to take the title off the Wonder Club. Really? Like, yeah, the Sterling piece and everything. Like you, you go back to these incidents, and it just sits. In terms of what's there, there's there's, a, there's an inherent bias that's sitting in these officials, and when those officials are then rewarded by being put to organise and manage and front this organisation, you don't lose that bias. It's it it, it it's simply self perpetuating in terms of the training and, and and who gets to the tops. Because if the if the guys who they then look to promote and push, they'll they will they will more or less mirror what they believe and act and, and how they've always believed and felt in terms of what was there. So th th no, this isn't going to change until something happens. And so for me, when I look at it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's not just Liverpool. We like, I saw a thing tonight saying that we benefited the most from VAR decisions last year. That's a disgrace. Or we had the second highest to overturn. That's a disgrace. That means the referees got it wrong more than they got it right when it came to our matches. Whoever was top, like it's it's outrageous that the I'd love to know who the top teams are, and I'll also say that normally the bigger teams we will get the decisions against the Fulhams and the Brightons and the Southamptons and the Brentfords and the Bournemouth. Yeah, but when it comes to the bigger games, that's when all this gets thrown into in, in into a pot, and it's it's whoever comes out on the right side of the ref on the day, and um, the fact that we've made more noise about the likes of John Moss, like the likes of um, your man who attacked Andy Robertson on the pitch, and and they rounded their carts and they said no, he didn't. He was just happened to raise his he just happened to raise his elbow to his face. So anyone who gets stopped or is involved in a fracas on the street, just say I was doing nothing. I just happened to raise my elbow to his face. Right? If you're playing a football match. He didn't elbow the bloke. He was just running past your elbow when you happen to raise it, and it's absolutely fine. T to my point, look, I just, I just keep looking at this and going, there's no solution. The only solution to this is to have competition. I said this to Ray yesterday when, when we were when we were knocking about. I said the only way that this gets resolved is to have a second body. A second body that, that that the teams can can choose to use as opposed to this one and say, I'm not prepared to do it. And, and the tour change, or the second change I'd make, and I've been saying this for weeks and months at this stage, I do not want one organisation driving who's making the decisions on the video side of things, right? I don't want, they aren't, they, they don't have the level of competence, they don't have the mm. understanding, and they don't know understand technology. They should be a separate body again to the PGMOL who have no relationship to the referees. They should be just there purely to make the call and make if the call is wrong, advise them to call it. There's a clear and obvious error. You need to check over to that call. You know, this, there's, there's so many layers to the bad decision making that goes on in this. It's like it's a compounding piece of an event that goes on. It's, when you're looking at a disaster and every single tr attempt that goes on makes that disaster worse. 
right? It's like them saying, well, should the Titanic can't sink, it doesn't really matter if we hit this iceberg because the iceberg will go away and we'll just keep rolling on. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll steam full force into the iceberg and see what go. It would yeah. be grand, right? You've got to separate these guys. You've got to separate what goes on and then you've got to make those decisions transparent and open to the public. It's ridiculous that here we are, the club had to go and ask for the audio, right? Right, you watch the American football I do. Anyone who watches rugby out there will hear it as well. Anyone who's watching other sports in American sports, it's the the refs are mic'd up. They explain their decisions at the time. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. But you can hear the decision making process that's going on. It's it's live and it's there. When they have to go back to the guys to the to the video booth in New York, you can hear the conversation that's going on. In rugby, the audio is fed live into the television feed. Everyone in the world that's watching that match can hear the discussion that's happening between the referee and the TV the TV match official to understand what the conversation is. So even if they make the wrong question or have or having the wrong conversation, at least you know the conversation that happened. But you know, this, do you know the crazy the crazy thing that's crept in uh, recently, and it's been mentioned as sort of part of the um, reason why the, the the sort of the error occurred on the VAR. This whole kind of obsession now about things taking too long, you know, the, the you know when you when you watch rugby, you you not only do you hear it, but you can actually see, um, you know, referees, um, the the people on the video assistants, whatever, you can see them calmly going through what has just happened explain it back and forth to one another, clear communication, ensuring they give themselves the maximum opportunity to to come to the right decision because that's ultimately what 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 everyone's seeking here so that there's no, you know, in, injustice can be sh- shouted later down the line or any integrity be questioned. Whereas now, for whatever reason, we're like, Oh, you know, we we can't we can't have a VAR check taken three minutes. Well, why can't we have a VAR check taken three minutes if it ultimately leads to the right decision and it ultimately leads to us understanding why they've reached the decision that they've reached? I'd far rather have that than us trying to half-ass this in twenty seconds just so that we've moved the game on quickly. What's the point of moving the game on quickly? We're having seven, eight, nine, ten minutes at a time anyway. So I just thought it makes absolutely no sense to me that we should be encouraging these officials to rush through a VAR check as quickly as possible because someone's a bit pissed off that they've got to wait 60 seconds for a decision. It, it's, it's mind-boggling. Uh, what doesn't make sense as well, we're adding... 20 minutes to the end of games now for mm. substitutions that they didn't for the past 20 years, right? The, outside of World Cups, the injury time was four minutes, four minutes. Unless somebody broke their leg and had to be carried off on, on a stretcher, it was four minutes. Now it's nine minutes, 10 minutes for, for the, what they should have been playing all along. I, I go back to, there's so many things that's messed up in the game at this point in time. There should be a game clock in top level football because there's no reason not to. It's on the television. It's on the television. They can stop the clock. And again, it should be an independent timer that manages the, the stop under the clock that operates on the whistle, ball goes dead, it stops, and you play 90 minutes, right? That's that's it's it's simple as that. Once the whistle, once the, the 90 minutes elapse, 
the full time whistle blows because the clock gets stopped when there's an injury, when there's a substitution, when there's a goal kick. Or even you say, Do you know, when there's goal kicks and throw ins, the clock doesn't stop. That keeps rolling because it's part of the game. It's just for when there's things that are directly free kick, yada, yada, yada. So that means if you have a VAR check, so what if it takes five minutes? So what if it takes six minutes? So what if it takes nine minutes? Do you know what I mean? Like, because it's not impacting the game. You're still going to play the same amount of minutes as, as it comes to it. But it has to be independent. I heard the most rubbish excuse today. Oh, we have to change the laws of the games to allow them to do it. Bollocks. Bollocks. The, the game is stopped. The game was stopped when he when their, their first excuse that they actually... Your man said, well, we thought they'd award the goal. So that was it. As soon as he sees the referees pointing to a goal kick and it's not going to the centre circle... Oh, he doesn't get near. No, 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 no. That's a goal. That's a goal. Exactly. And exactly. And you can How's see that you can see his pure the pure look of panic on his face. It's like yeah. what is going on? The referee himself. Clear. I just I, I from the top, but then then when I go, okay, well at least it's gonna be changed. I see your man, um, what's his name? The fella who's always writing about Henry Winter is talking about that, you know, we need to give uh Howard Webb a fair chance. He's a big promoter of transparency of the game. When you hear this, it's just <laughs> another institution. You go coming to the aid of another. Gary Neville was all up in arms about it and saying Liverpool field thing. The next day, he's like, "Well, they said sorry." He, he, Joe, MOL have not apologised. They've not no, apologised for no. Melbourne, no. Andy Robertson, the face. They have Amazing not apologised for what went on. Being pushed. It's a fake. It's fake news. To echo Donald Trump, it's fake news. Fake news that you can think of. Yeah, because it never happened. It literally never um, happened. And well, then the it's like revisionist. It's revisionist history. Right in front of you. I mean, we were all told that that was a jerk reaction. He, you know, like the, he thought it was a wasp or something. That's what they wanted. And because pe- enough people want to believe that, it becomes all oh, Liverpool fans. I mean, it's right in front of you. It's right in front. This is the whole thing. And this is what's so. I mean, Phil, you talked about a couple of seasons ago about leaving for the Super League. My attitude is why not? Fuck it. Pardon my language, but why not? Just because I've, I've had, like personally watching this, I've had enough of them inventing ways basically to screw us over because it's entertaining and it, it and it draws clicks. I'd rather watch us play against you know Al Nasser or something. You know, it, it, at least at least you know it's just it's just boring. But, but Pete, what's driving me mad is that's uh, get rid of our. This is the latest thing now that you're saying. No, uh, the, pu- the pundits get rid no, of our. Var's the problem. No. no. It's the same people who are making the wrong decisions in the box, whether they're asleep, awake, watching the match, not watching the match, drawing the lines, not drawing the lines. It's the same people making those decisions that you're going to have on the pitch. So if they can't make the decision, the right decision, with all the replays, with the technology in front of them, like, I'm sorry, but that in a work environment, in any other environment, would, relieve, would lead to you being let go from your post. Right? If you're that incompetent at doing it, like you cannot, in this... It's like a doctor. The doctor can't get <laughs> a surgeon can't go and get ninety get eighty percent of his decisions. His surgery is right because twenty percent are going to lead to massive injuries or deaths. Right? Like you can't. Right? Now, thankfully, football doesn't lead to it. But referees are being paid to get the decisions right, to get decisions right, and everyone can accept small mistakes happening, like awarding the throw the wrong way, awarding a free kick when it shouldn't have been a free kick, stuff like that. You 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 get that right. But on, on the biggest decisions in the game, when you have which all the technology, let's yeah, say, which, let's 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 just let's call it out. It involves a goal. Involves a goal that the game is already stopped because they stopped to to to, to give a, a a free kick or whatever it was because it was offside. Because so so the game is stopped. Right, it's not like you're stopping the game to go and check this. The game is stopped. 
There is absolutely nothing, nothing here that should be deemed incorrect, particularly when it comes down to the basics, the, the, the pure technological basics of the lines that can tell you whether the guy is onside or onside, onside or offside. In this instance, you didn't even see it because the line of the pitch gave away. You could see where the, the sports player was and the line of where... Luis Diaz was like by I by I alone you can see that this is what's going on. Yeah. In the Qatar World Cup, for all the things I hated about it and despised the Qatar World Cup and FIFA's yeah. corruptness and everything that's going on there, right? They had a semi-automated offside technology in play, right? Yeah, there's no reason. There's no reason why. Again, the most expensive league outside the Saudi Mad League in the world can't utilize all this technology to simplify the decisions because you know why they won't do it do you know why they won't do it because they'd have to say we have to do this because we can't do it ourselves and that's the mm -hmm. that's the whole i'm sorry ray i know you're english but that's the whole british problem the minute they introduce the solution Jeez, right. the, the minute <laughs> it means that they'd have to turn around and say listen we're not capable of doing i mean liverpool lost the league in 18 and 19 by one point you could argue that we lost three points on, on, on Saturday. Liverpool lost the league on goal difference in 1989. Goal difference in 1989. You're talking about, like, Everton fans and all these fans will say, oh, this happens. That, it's always saying that when you're, when you're absolutely never going to compete for anything like those fans. They're never going to compete for anything. But we're, we're competing fine margins. We're already fighting against the richest clubs in the world. Newcastle have just joined that fold. So every point matters. To us, so basically, we're told to get up, get over, and get on with it. They know opposing fans that know that two or three points to us, or even one point sometimes, <laughs> can make a massive, massive difference. Can be the difference. That I mean, we may have well have lost the league this weekend, and people know that. If that happens to Luton Town next week, we all it means they're going down by twelve points as opposed to fifteen points. It doesn't really matter, but it matters to Liverpool, and that's why people, the people, they they just know it, and that's what winds me up. That's what really winds me up. That it's that important. I mean, you, you can get go into 115 charges, which nobody seems to want to to press anymore. Nobody, see, nobody. There's no urgency. These meetings that a meeting that happened between Manchester City and and uh, the uh, sorry Manchester City owners and and the Premier League a few weeks ago, basically to you know how can we carry this on? It's just I'm 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 done with it. Like I mean, Saturday for me just made me go. Not a conspiracy, but it's not a conspiracy. It's not incompetence. It's the plan. It's just the plan. It's and the it's it is the bias. It's the. It comes back to the bias. It's the plan, though, Ray. It's exactly as, as Phil says. It's the. No, it's the plan. Let's continue the the narrative that Scousers are victims, and that Manchester City are dominant, and that Everton are garbage, and that Chelsea are a shit show. Because that's why people tune in every week. To it's like the Truman Show. If Truman ever booked his holiday off the, that rock that he was living on, that would be the end of the show. You're watching because you want to see someone struggle and never quite get there. And I think that's, to be honest with you, the plan. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I I, I, I was fed up at, at the stage when Van Dyke got sent off, to be honest with you, because as much... Like, we talk about Van Dyke's red card, we talk about Curtis Jones' red card and... and you know, people will say, yeah, the red cards. And I, and I understand that. I understand the subjective. But I also think in both instances, no one could get too upset at those being yellow cards. I mean, the on-field decision was a yellow card until the referee was told 
uh, on Saturday to go over to a freeze frame for seven or eight seconds and look at where Curtis Jones's foot ended up, which which was the first indication that this thing was being played out, you know, with a sort of an uneven deck or whatever. You know, it was it was getting stacked against us at that point, really, truly and honestly. Like what what went after it was, uh, you know, was mind-boggling but it started then it started at that moment when the when the check went and and you're going back to van dyke you know for me that could easily have been a yellow card you know i i i i i sort of smelt a rat at that point you know especially off the back of us having a red card the previous week which had got rescinded it's it's fairly fairly useless to you being rescinded when you've had to go through the game for that amount of time thankfully we actually look pretty decent with 10 men so the you know the, the the impact of us going down to 10 men has been um astoundingly kind of non-existent really um so yeah it feels like there's there's clearly some kind of plan agenda bias whichever way whichever combination you want to you want to you want to come up with with that I, i'm intrigued as to whether this continues or not now over the over the next over the next sort of again five, X games rest of the season uh, you know it, it can't it can't surely it can't continue because if if it keeps going at this level it it it's it just be it's just going to be absolutely ridiculous right you know what the problem is sorry for the now you want to jump in you know what the problem is if they change the officials that are on liverpool games again it's an admission that there's something wrong if then those officials, the same officials, change their behaviour towards Liverpool, it's another admission that they were doing something wrong and they have to change. It will continue, because it's Britain. It will continue and continue and continue, because that's the way it is. If they so, change something, it's them saying, oh, we got it wrong, sorry. Me, right me, now. I, th- I, think it's, I think it's just a mentality thing, because I come back to, right, you think of everything that's gone on through the whole Hillsborough campaigning right the way through since 1989, right? And even to this day, even now, right, the people who are involved still refuse to accept responsibility and offer an apology. I can't remember what your man's name was, is the superintendent fella who just point blank refuses to, yeah. to change what the, what the story was that they're putting out there. This is the same mentality that these guys have. Going back to Ray's point, they are they're run by a copper it's it, it, it's essentially is the same mentality that's in there that we are right no matter what we stick together and this will we, if we stick together this will all stay right and you can look across the world that's the mentality that that's led to so many displays and uh and and um marches against the way police handle things these guys are have gone from the idea that they're they're the referees referees are there to to manage the laws of the game, right? It's not like uh, even to the language that's used, charges and all this type of stuff. They're there to administer the laws of the game. Okay, it's a mm. game. Ultimately, it's a game. It's mm. not life or death. It's not about there's a winner and there's a loser, but it's a game, and they can make mistakes. And I think so many more of these things wouldn't. Th- this whole rhetoric and this whole conversation and debate wouldn't last if they had have always been accountable from the start and were prepared to stand in front of a camera and answer the questions 
that everyone has at the end of these games. And I'm not talking about these major mistake incidents. I'm just talking in general. We watched so many games where the refereeing decisions are so bad. Was it Webb that gave the three yellow cards to Croatia in the World Cup? Like, you know what I mean? This, this, this is the type of thing that we're talking. Well, it was one of the English referees. I can't remember which one it was. His name is. It was. It was kind of blonde can't, as well. Can't remember. But this is. This is what I'm. T- this is what I'm talking about in terms of these guys. It's that mentality that's imbued in them that because they're in a position of authority, that that if you if you challenge the authority, there will be no respect and nobody will pay attention to what's going on. When in fact it's the counter to it. If you challenge it and they accept that they made mistakes and they want to learn how to get better and they're right. not, this is what they're going to do and enact change and enact how it's going to be different and to ensure that that doesn't happen, then it improves. And people stay with you and they buy in once they see the improvement. And if they don't see their improvement, they're binned as a body and they're replaced by something else because they're not ca- they're not competent and they're not capable for what it is. And Graham Pollitt that- was another character who was an absolute disgrace of a referee, went on for years and years and years. He was the, he was he was exactly one of the worst in history. But 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 this this then going back to this whole thing when you look at it and you say right even even when they were involved they were they were trying to change decisions think of that freeze frame of Curtis Jones when they walk over to look at it if you look at that in normal time it's not a sending off it was a yellow card on the pitch if you as as you said to me yesterday once he walks over and it's freeze framed with him going over the top of the ball the bias is there. Whether you have a bias towards the club or whatever it is, the boy, when you see that, go, Jesus, it's like when you watch these tackles in slow motion, they look a hundred times worse than what it is. I want to finish with this Wizards point. If we've released a statement, they better get something out of it. It's pointless. And I actually, to that point, I completely agree with them because if they get nothing out of it, they again, they will be seen as idiots. But you know what the strange thing is? They won't get anything out of it. Right? Liverpool won't get anything out of it. They've probably made their lives worse than they've made them any better, right? But what it will do is it will push buttons and it will make push panic buttons in the top end where something will happen. Something's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is that Mike Dup audio is going to become part and parcel of the game and it's long overdue, long overdue because it's the one, it's the one transparent piece. It's the one transparent piece that will force better decisions yeah. and improvements and remove this mazy, mazy type of thing that goes on because immediately the guys who are deeply, deeply incompetent, the likes of your man England, the likes of your man, what was the other guy's name? His <coughs> son Barfus was it Tierney? Is that that, that that guy's name who's who's continuing? Yeah, not Kevin, not a Tierney. Is it was it Kevin? Yeah. The, oh, the, the likes other, of, no, the other fella is it is it Coots? Is it Coots? Oh, David God. Coots. Yeah. But, but 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 Pete, these guys are going to be shown up for so how incompetent that they are that they will lose their jobs. And it sounds terrible, and nobody wants to see anyone lose their job. But I if you do. Cannot, you can't do it, right? What people? Do. What I mean? If you can't do the job, then you shouldn't be at that level of the game. And then the guys that are coming up then should be given the opportunity to do it because ultimately you want the people. If this is the top end of the game, you want the people who can make the right decisions consistently and competently. And that doesn't exist to what it is today. And look, we could go on about this, go on about this for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Ultimately. I, I just think that that's where it's going to end. We will see a change. Can I, can I just make one other point yeah. about VAR and the, when the referees, I've noticed this. So at Anfield, at Anfield when, when it, the position of the cameras as well to me is a crucial thing. At Anfield, when, when you go over to the VAR monitor, you go into kind of like the tunnel area. You're not, you're not facing up to any fans. 
there's plenty of grounds, spares included, mm. where the VAR screen is stuck in the mm. middle of a home section of fans who are shouting and bawling and, and looking to influence what's going on. What, why is that? Why is that a thing? Why isn't there a level playing playing field around all the different grounds? For me, that's another area that needs to be looked into because it's it's all wrong standing there in front of a load of Spurs fans influencing your decision. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Uh, but Ray, uh, he you shouldn't have to go over it. Like, why? The only time you should be asking the ref to come over is on a subjective piece, right? Um, and in that one, if 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 there's no point in saying what do you think it is, he's given him a yellow card. If you're in his ear to say you're wrong, it's a red card. There's nothing to go over and look at in the video. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's it's. What are you saying? I think you should have a look at that one again. Well, what do you think? Mm. Oh, I think it's a red card. There you go. The decision is made. Then you think it's a red card. I'll give him the red card. What's 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 to go over? It's not like it's where's the position of the ball on a penalty decision. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. on the edge of the box, is it inside, outside? I think you need to have a look at this to be sure yourself. Um, yeah, exactly, Phil. You're right. And do you know what would be like? I mean, you were a keeper. Imagine you save a penalty, right? And you start the way Vardy, you started from the line, and the referee decided on VAR to freeze frame when you're a yard off you the stepped line. off yeah it's the same logic it's the very same logic because these people don't understand foot they actually don't understand football because mm-hmm. no one play it that's the whole thing it's just you're right uh, try to play ex-players that didn't quite make it at the highest level there's one lad managing that championship level I think he's a bald lad and apparently he played at a decent level and had to pack it in at 26 or 20 and apparently he's very very good that's the way to go it's the only way Fellas that actually understand again. Now, it's and can I throw just one last one. thing in? I mentioned this yep. to you yesterday, Phil. I still the whole Klopp versus the PGMOL. I there's still an English versus German thing that exists, whether it be an unconscious bias or not. To me, it's in it's in the mix here. It never gets talked about, never gets said. Still a fairly taboo subject in some respects. So, you know, you're not gonna get Sky Sports or anyone like that talking about it. There's an unconscious bias because there's a German manager involved in my eyes. Yeah. And by the way, I I, I don't want to, I, 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 there's something that was said there by um, Emma's in terms of uh, who's on here loads of times in, in terms of what it is. I don't I don't want them to release just the conversation that happens between it. I want the 90 minutes of audio. I want to understand what's but I want to understand Context. what's being discussed. Context. I want to understand what's being discussed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this, this, this the idea of this on-field referee must make final decisions. Not to, no, no, because if he get the idea of, of video is that if the guy on the field gets the decision wrong, there's somebody there to say that's not right. You need to change that decision. It's ridiculous to think of it in any other I mean, way. No, but I think what I think what um, what all is what what he's saying is that. He should have a look at it, and it shouldn't be oh, you know, because you hear it in commentary. He's been called over to the monitor. He's looking at it, and the player is almost taking his jersey off, knowing he's going to be sent off. It's not. It's it's, it's basically you're being called over. You're being told. So anyway, lads, you know, we've got we've got five minutes, right? We haven't got on to Everton. your loser and <laughs> Dicko's winner, right? So yeah, and we're not going to because yeah. we've got five minutes to do the, the fast for winners and losers. On the yeah. back of that epic rant about the state of officialdom in England, um, 
which actually is just a reflection of what's going on at the politics level in England. Let's be honest about it as well. If you, if you actually just apply that right the way across, it's the exact same. It's, it's just, it's, it is a complete another breakdown of the institutions that, that the, that English people in England are experiencing at the moment, which is an absolute shame. Um, and hopefully they, they, they don't, they, they look to do something different the next time around, but sure, that's their choice. Ray, um, I'll start with you. It's a quick fire round, so I just want quick ones as opposed to whatever it is. Give me your winner. Well, Newcastle, I mean, look, they've bounced back from what was, you know, a bad run um, a few weeks back. Obviously, we we, we beat them with 10 men. Um, but since then, obviously, they've turned things around. They got a sort of a solid point in the Champions League. Um, they had the big, massive victory against uh, Sheffield United. Um, knocked Manchester City out the cup um, midweek, um, and then obviously they they're one of the big beneficiaries. Them and Arsenal, um, obviously Spurs, but 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 Newcastle closing the kind of the gap that had grown between them and kind of the top four. So yeah, they they, they seem to be back on track. They've obviously got the big game coming up um, against PSG. Um, so I guess from their perspective. Um, it's all gone swimmingly well since uh, since the setbacks that they have. So yeah, Newcastle was my big winner of the week, probably probably along with Arsenal. But but Newcastle, especially seeing as they knocked City out the cup, although they did get rewarded with a, a game against United, which was quite funny in the draw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, P, um, your loser, yeah, Manchester United. Well, Eric Ten Hag actually, because I, how can you spend all that money on? Andre Onana, uh, Aaron Bat as a fullback, um, Hoyland as I don't understand what he does, Mason Mount as I really don't understand what he quick, does. Quick, quick! Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get. I do. I think. I think he's a genius. And if Ray is giving Newcastle winners of the week, and you're giving Man United as losers of the week, wow. and there's three points in the difference between those two teams, one has a four and three record, and one has a three and four record. Lads, you are smoking the great bandicoot at this moment of time because you're basically looking at the Spider-Man meme. Pointing at each other in terms of what's there. And there's Both worlds between what it should be expected, even if Newcastle haven't spent billions five minutes ago, and Manchester United, who are established royalty, uh, who uh, there's there's universes between them, to be honest. No, no, Pete, I've, I explained this two weeks ago. Manchester United are Liverpool for most of the last 25 <laughs> years, right? <laughs> they haven't been relevant in nearly 10 years at this stage. Like, this is the, this, the, they have not been relevant in nearly 10 years. Onana is essentially one of the it's many really goalkeepers. He's, he's one of the many goalkeepers we saw until Pepe Reina came to the club because you could just insert any of them. And it's the same result. There's a man you know going I mean? around, right? You know the old boy from EastEnders falling back in his chair. Oh. <laughs> and a split screen between him and all that. It's the best thing <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> But I'm just saying it's 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 it is what He's it is, terrible. and He's they're exact they're exactly what you'd expect them to be, right? Uh, the only the only the only difference is they spent more money than anybody else to get to that point, and I I feel that pain. That was also the late nineties, early nineties, right? You remember this? We used to be like up there with the biggest spenders every single year when this was going yeah. on, and we'd still end up as Cat Malogian somewhere in the middle of the table about all stones. Yeah, just do you not think that Eric Ten Hag is running around or trying to convince everybody how no. clever he is? Come here to Desperate. me. We need, we need to move on. This is the quick fire. It's quick fire, quick fire, quick fire. And you're about as quick fire now as, uh, as, as, 
as a lump of slime. Right. <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna give you my winner of the week, Aston Villa. What what a result, right? Brilliant. Um they're fifth in the league. Uh, yeah. We've ever been banging on about Brighton and they've got the same record to, to uh, what's their thing. And Unai Emery is doing brilliant. And they've made some great signings. I'll, I'll say one thing, since Emery's come in, they've made some absolutely brilliant signings. They got rid of loads of rubbish players, didn't have much of a transfer spend and they're doing really well. So phenomenal work for that's there. Wouldn't, um, uh, wouldn't want to be playing Brighton next. Who's playing yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Come here to me. Come here to me. Everton loses the week. I'm 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 going to throw it there, lads. Everton like it's uh, we didn't get a quick mention in, but like to be yeah. beaten at home by Luton. Actually, it's not even the losing at home. It's the fact that the Luton fans are slagging off the state of Goodison before the match. That just made. <laughs> <it really hard. laughs> They've I mean, they, they, well. like Ben Madigan Ralph. That's where Luton worse, play. They play on Ben. It's 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 like when that stay stand fell down in St James's Gate down at the Ivy Grounds. That's how bad. <laughs> Goodison is at this stage it's, it's going to fall down and that booze I think booze should be used by construction companies to take buildings down because if you boo enough it starts just falling all around in terms of what's there um, and, and the unfortunate thing though the unfortunate thing is that like, I don't know Everton they get they seem to be getting the you know the win every now and again the, the I don't know I've got I've got a feeling whilst they'll, they'll be there and thereabouts they'll they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get that you know coveted 17th place in the league and and you know waltz in, bounce into the new stadium next season it'll be the best round in the championship the new stadium is going to be sponsored by triathlon um <laughs> because you're gonna to have to swim out to get to it swim around beacons to get into it there'll be no fans in it it'll be great yeah, they'll probably win loads of matches that in terms of what's there um any more winners or, and losers of the week weekend oh, we were the bit we were the let's let's face it we were the losers that that would have been with all the results that went went on before if we'd have got we'd have been tough. even if we'd have hung on for that point after all the crap that had gone on but if we'd have obviously beaten spurs like i think we could yeah, easily have done with ten with ten men. Yeah. Let's face it. If we if we stay <laughs> we stay with ten men and throw Darwin Nunes on for the last 10, 15 minutes, Chaos. giving Spurs and Etnus to, to to do anything against us, I think we could easily have come out with a another three points for the third time this season with ten men. But look, it wasn't to be. We I mean we we were we were on the cusp of being major winners this season at uh, this, yeah. this this week. Yeah, it's like again, we gotta go out and get the three points against Brighton away from home. And we haven't been doing particularly well down there in the last couple of seasons, yeah. so it's a real one for them to step up. Um and then it's another international break for absolutely no reason. I know. I mean, what's the what's the even point? I mean, what what are this round what was this round of games? I don't the next round been. the next the next round of international games yeah. are I all the qualifiers, aren't they? Because they're squeezing them all in because of the late World Cup. I think that's why it's all getting so bleeding intense. Garbage. Uh, honestly, the, the the honestly the, the next round of international games is to celebrate international referees being able to talk to each yeah. other or something. Who yeah. knows? Was, I think I'll throw Jota forward as a loser of the week as well. I've seen Oshin there putting in. Uh, <laughs> I, I I get you, but the force yellow character man trips himself up. Like, come on! <laughs> I'm not convinced now. I think I mean, it's all there was, there was there must have been a little bit of a brush because. Jota didn't even flinch when, when what the about, was given. I'll tell you one last one. Manchester City have to be winners of the week because they can go and they can drop points to Wolves and no, it doesn't make a blind bit of difference. And that's what really annoys me. As I was saying to you, Ray, like, we're looking at it and you're there going, right, 
win here puts us top of the league and for the first time in so long right yeah. City haven't felt pressure since not to, not, uh, not since not since we were there a real point yeah yeah you know what yeah. I mean and and that's the frustrating part because we could potentially have you know stayed top up up until maybe we played them you know what I mean like that that's that that's that that's that's how important that decision was it's not just the con it's not just what it will mean in the final analysis it's the whole context and the mentality of Liverpool being out in front potentially uh, and and what signal that sends but that 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 opportunity for that kind of momentum has uh has mm-hmm. gone unfortunately and they'll probably turn Arsenal over this weekend and normal service will be resumed in all likelihood that's the frustrating part but look you know that's what football's all about and it's it's yeah. all, it's, it's still very early days for we're, we're seven games into a 28 game season it's, it's it's a marathon not a sprint and the problem is in this day and age you can lose a league in september but you can't win one and if i trot out any more clichés i am definitely going to be the winner of the week because it's it's it's, it's always darkest before the dawn um <laughs> He's got, day, it's got a beautiful arrogance. He's got a beautiful arrogance as that Dominic Shabazz Um and I just want to say I want to marry him because he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal man. He's just he's, he's grace and beauty to watch. And I think what did I call him? I said it to to one of the lads, and they were like, That is just phenomenal. It was electric something or other. Um oh, I can't remember what it was, but I described him with which I thought it was electric elegance. That's what it was. that's what it was because He's just everything. There's something yeah. about him. He's my winner of the week. I just love him. And he just bangs goals in the top corner. And he, he, yeah. he goes up and down the pitch. And I, I just think it's great. Yeah. Keep it going. Keep it going. Big Dom. Big Dom. It's been a while since we had a big Dom in midfield. Who doesn't yeah. want to use Budweiser or, or, or beer mats to cover up anything that's going on. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah so it's, uh, yeah. Delighted, delighted to to have him and and lots of people. We're delighted to have lots of people on that team. It's it's just it's the great times. Rebuild. I mean, it's ridiculous. it is great times. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing time. the B team again on on Thursday. It's the being yeah. beauty at the moment. Really well, Gravenberge, the ball's on a string. Would really, you isn't it? would you would you advocate though, right? If we go all the way to the end of the season and we lose the league by two points, let's say, right? Would you advocate? Would you advocate that they just make a replica trophy and just claim they won the league because they were robbed of that game? Like I would, as as much at this stage, the, the, the viewpoint from 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 rival fans and stuff is that look at the state of them doing bus trips around the thing. What the hell? Just announce yourself as the champions. Yeah. Go full. Go go full rest of it. Go full rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> we've got our we've got our own trophy. We're gonna have yeah. a celebration. Oh, <laughs> They're gonna say we did it anyway. Do you know what I mean? They're gonna say we did it, and that's that's the killer. But what you watch next few weeks, something will happen to somebody else, and they'll be like, nobody stands up, and the, the usual, and the, and we'll all stand up and say, listen, we told you when this was happening to us, and you're all pointed and laughing. You and I can't wait for it, yep. you know, because as you say, Philip, when you when you when you reward mediocrity. I I I just love anarchy to ensue, and everyone just starts announcing themselves as the champions because they won <laughs> a game or three games or something. Like it is right. Um, have you anything to plug, P? No, no, like, nothing that I can talk about. You know that. You know I was. <laughs> you know I was away. You know why I can't. But when the time comes, <laughs> I will be good, Greg. Have you anything to plug? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. No. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> oh, God, um, yeah. 
come here. I also want to commend you on, on on doing it in front of your little picture of Liverpool you had behind you. You definitely strategically located yourself just in front of that picture there to, to give it a bit of. I've had a comment from one of the lads in the WhatsApp that looks like I'm in a travel a travel lodge or a Premier Inn. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Are you though? Are you? <laughs> oh, no. It was a gift, actually. It was a gift when I left Liverpool. When I moved from Liverpool, one of me, one of my mates over there um, got me the got me this picture to hang up in the house when I, when I moved to Dublin. So yeah. Dave, just so that you'll never forget Liverpool and that yeah. it's always close to your heart. Well done, Ray. I'm, I'm delighted for you. And that's a lovely story to finish <laughs> off the show. <laughs> so I just want to thank everyone for their for their um chats in the chats, right? So I have to say it is it's been great. It's been enjoyable to read them as they're going through. It's all the regulars, all the new lads in there, lots of the Lawsons and fans of the Lawsons and, and people claiming to children of the Lawsons. Um and then and everyone else that's in there just making it enjoyable as we go through the night. Um I'm sure everyone is going to be still annoyed as this goes on. Nothing's going to get resolved. And it, it's, it's you're just going to end up beating your hat by the end of the week. So let's just hope that we smash Brighton um and we just move on to the next game and that they do use the this sense of injustice to take it out of the rest of the teams in the league and drive it forward siege mentality old school what you know you did with what ferguson did with United for years and years and years and years just use it born make it make it make it become your born and passion so that you don't drop points and you don't do anything and like i always know that you're dangerous when it comes to having only 10 men because that's what's been going on for most of the season that's going on with the corrupt refs that's it, what it is um as i said you won't have a thing anyway um that's been your show i've been your host phil casey that's been pete on this side of me this side of me here there, and then Ray and there, there, there. I can put my hand down on Ray's gaff. Um, I could actually put my hand probably over, not too far away from Ray's gaff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's what's there. Um, there'll be more shows on from the lads during the week. I don't know. I forgot to ask Gav what's going on and what I need to say. So there's something. Um, the charity, I think, for the people doing the marathons. I think that's what the lads are doing. So do that. Um. Must be this, yeah, later this month, is it? Later this month in terms of what's going on. So all the best to those people in terms of what they're doing and hopefully we keep raising the funds that's going on. Um, and there'll be more shows on, and I'm sure there'll be lots of people on the shows talking about football and what what's going to come out of getting the audio. Um, and if you have opened that uh, audio file, I'm sure you've enjoyed what you've heard so far. In terms <laughs> of the... there's, only, there's only one thing I'm looking forward more to, to the audio, and it's the emergency pod from Gav and hopefully Shawnee. I, I, if Shawnee he's not on that we're gonna miss a trick yeah to, to be fair i won't be tuning in and that's not no slight on the lads at all there's way too much stuff going on in bears bears land that I'm, I'm i'm way deep like if you think this is bad this is us just we're losing and the, the whole thing the the, the cart the wagons have fallen off it's on fire there's nothing that we can't get anything out it's just it's 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 awful it's almost they're going to end up building a stadium under the water at this stage like everything did I can just see what's going on it's not going to happen um, and, and with that I'm going to leave you all tonight so good night God bless that's been your show we'll talk to you during the week <laughs> well, I'm meant to take down these 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 things what's going on with hang on you? hang on we're, we're still we're still live we're still live <laughs> <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs>